Welcome to the People's Church Sermoncast. You can join us for our live worship services on Sundays at 10 a.m. People's Church is located at the corner of Mill Plain and Andreessen in Vancouver, Washington. Please visit our website at peoplesvancouver.church to learn more about our community and how you can get involved. And now for this week's sermon. You're listening to the sermon cast from People's Church of Vancouver, Washington. You're invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10:30 a.m. We're located at 6801 East Mill Plain Boulevard in Vancouver, Washington. For more information, visit us at peopleschurchvancouver.org. Now for this week's sermon. Second Chronicles 32. We've been speaking out of Second Chronicles 28. 29, 30, a little bit into 31, I'm going to kind of capsule it, but I wanted to read this. Uh, I wanted to uh, begin at the ending, at, at least of the verse. I wanted to begin here. After Hezekiah had faithfully carried out this work, um, versions are great here, after these deeds of faithfulness, After these deeds of faithfulness, after Hezekiah was faithful, carried out this work, King Sennacherib, say the enemy, of Assyria invaded Judah. After being faithful, (laughs) King Sennacherib of Assyria invaded Judah. He laid siege to the fortified cities, giving orders for his army to break through the walls. There's just a few verses. It's so good until we get to 20, which is better. I'll do brisk. When Hezekiah realized that Sennacherib also intended to attack Jerusalem, after he was very faithful, he he got his prayer warriors, leaders involved. Verse 4, they organized a huge work crew to stop the flow of springs. Never make it easy for the enemy to ransack you, right? Let's go to verse 5. Then Hezekiah further strengthened his defenses by repairing the wall. The wall, defense. Nehemiah, your scholars. Repairing... Defenses by repairing the wall where it was broken down and by adding to the fortifications and constructing a second wall outside the first. Smart guy. Enemy, you're going to have to crawl over lots of prayer warriors to get to me, right? He also reinforced the Milo of the city of David and manufactured large numbers of weapons and shields. Uh, Ephesians 6 is a good one. Our weapons there. He appointed military officers over the people and asked them to assemble before him in the square of the city gate. Then Hezekiah encouraged them with this address. I know this is Chronicles, but you need to underline this. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid of the king of Assyria or his mighty army, for there is power far greater on our side. Wow. Chronicles can be an uptick. Come on. He may have a great army, but we have a great God. (laughs) He may have a great army, but they are just men. See this? 2 Chronicles 32, 8. We have the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles for us. These words greatly encourage the people. Say that with me. These greatly encourage the people. Then King Sennacherib of Assyria, while still besieging the town of Lachish, he sent officials to Jerusalem with this message for Hezekiah. See if this doesn't sound like the enemy of our soul. This is what King Sennacherib of Assyria says. 
What are you trusting in that makes you think can survive my siege of Jerusalem? Hezekiah said, the Lord our God will rescue us from the king of Assyria. Surely Hezekiah is misleading you, sentencing you to death by famine and thirst. Surely you must realize that Hezekiah, the enemy talking now, is the very person who destroyed all the Lord's shrines and altars. He commanded Judah and Jerusalem to worship at only the one altar of the temple and to make sacrifices on it alone. Surely you must realize what I and the other kings of Assyria before me have done to all the people of the earth. Were any of the gods of those nations able to rescue their people from my power? Name just one time when any god anywhere was able to rescue his people from me. What makes you think your God can do better? Are you believing this? What makes you think your God, the taunt of the enemy through Sennacherib? Don't let Hezekiah fool you. Don't let him deceive you like this. I say it again. No God of any nation has ever yet been able to rescue his people from me or my ancestors. How much less will your God rescue you from my power? Sennacherib's officials further mocked the Lord God and his servant Hezekiah, heaping insult. The king also sent letters scorning the Lord, the God of Israel. He wrote, just as the gods of all the other nations failed to rescue their people from my power, so the God of Hezekiah will also. The Assyrian officials who brought the letters shouted this in the Hebrew language to the people gathered on the walls of the city. Wow. Trying to terrify them so it would be easier to capture the city. These officials talked about the God of Jerusalem as though he were one of the pagan gods made by human hands. You ready for this? You don't have to read it if you're tired, but it's kind of a good confession, even if, if it's a whisper. Verse 20. Then King Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, cried out in prayer to heaven. And the Lord sent an angel who destroyed the Assyrian army with all its commanders and officers. So Sennacherib returned home in disgrace to his own land. And when he entered the temple of his God, some of his own sons killed him. From then on. Oh, great. This is how the Lord rescued Sennacherib. Say that with me. This is how the Lord rescued Sennacherib. From the people of, and the people of Jerusalem, from King Sennacherib of Assyria. So there was peace at last throughout the land. All right. Thank you. It's tedious, but I, I want you to go home with 2 Chronicles 32. Dive into 2 Chronicles 32, different versions, especially the threat of the enemy, the threat, the taunts of the enemy. You're not going to get healed of this, you're not going to recover financially, your family's not going to be saved. <laughs> what can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus? We just write Romans 8, 28. I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. I don't remember Chronicles being that much of a, of a joy. All right. Are you ready? The enemy boasted that they would be toasted. Now, you know, that's worth getting up, having a waffle, and getting to the church. 
No, I said, you didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. I said the enemy boasted that they would be toasted. I just want that to sink in because it took a lot of study for me to get that. I got my prayers in and God in the wee hours of the night sent me this poem. Come on. The enemy boasted they would be toasted. This is obviously what I want you to take home from this homily. He beats me up. He beats you up. We, it's not that we listen and agree, but it's just a loudspeaker. You're not going to make it. Some churches are challenged to reopen when number of three uh, begins. Many businesses and companies will not reopen because of this virus. Grace says it's, it's from hell. So I'll take our word for it. It's, 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 every good and perfect comes from God. Isn't that right? Certainly, it viruses on the just and it viruses on the unjust. But it's out there. And it surrounds us. Yet we must get our confession fresh and brisk each day with the foundation of God's word that the enemy wants to make boasts against us that we're not going to survive. Well, not everybody's going to come back. After a hundred days, they're going to be used to online. They're going to be used to diverting tithe. They're going to be used to diverting their attention. They're going to be used. You know what? That's what. (laughs) That's what. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord raises a standard against the enemy. Yeah. I'm starting from this Sunday on. I practiced it this morning. That if it's anything close in the prayer invitation of something I may have, I'm raising my hand. I want to have the good housekeeping seal of God's healing and approval on me, body, mind, soul, and spirit. All right. I'm going to take you through Chronicles. Last week we did a generational from 27, 28, 29, and 30, but... Read Chronicles 27, especially 32. Okay, ready? Hezekiah opened God's house. Write this reference down. Write this reference down. Second Chronicles 29 through 32. Get a good, uh, a good translation that you can understand. Read, the, read those chapters between now and next week. Be encouraged that when you've done what's right, you have God's attention and he will defend the enemy. He will rebuke the enemy for your sake. I've even known of times when I haven't been faithful and he has been faithful. He opened God's, Hezekiah opened God's house. Number two, They took the debris out. Verse 3, verse 5 of of 29. They took the debris out. And as I was prepping for today, I thought, I think the one debris, are you listening? Eyes right here, focused. Karate Kid 2, focus. I think I want to come alongside you as your brother servant and say, let's take the bitterness out. Oh, 
My wife has coined a word from somewhere. It's crispy. She says, she'll say, Larry, get extra prayers in for Christina and Ryan. Their schedule's been 24-7, and they're crispy. They're crispy, or Christina's crispy. Michelle is crispy. I never once heard her say, Larry's crispy. Listen to me, loved ones. I know we're almost back to work, but the one debris, oh, you've got to read this, Chronicles 29, 30, 31, 32. They took a lot of pagan stuff out. Men are talking about that on Monday night. Lowercase, gods. I think a real good cleansing would be, say, Lord, take away this root of bitterness in my heart. Lord, toward the disappointments of people, the disappointments of ministry, the disappointment of in-laws. Can I get a witness? Say, take the debris out. Say, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Oh, God, renew a right spirit within me. Oh, Lord, enough said. Then, verse 20 to 25, you're going to like this. They brought the word, worship, and music back. (laughs) This is there, verse 20 to 25. They brought the word, they brought the worship, and they brought the music back. I mean all kinds of instruments. Wasn't that good? You're going to like this. In chapter 30, Hezekiah said, we're going to keep the Passover. Isn't it amazing how when tough times come, Hezekiah found out they let every obedient requirement go. Hezekiah said, we're going to keep the Passover. Remember the Passover? God said, Exodus 12, 13, 14, every year you will keep the Passover and remember you were toast. You were in bondage and the death angel passed through Egypt and the firstborn where there was not blood on the doorpost, the firstborn of every family and every livestock and animal dropped. But when I see the blood, I will pass over you. I said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Oh, loved ones, I know you're, you're ahead of the curve. You're way ahead of me and so often in this area. But let's make sure every day we have the fresh cleansing of the blood. The fresh, what I mean is the gratefulness, that communion exchange. Wash me and I shall be clean. He said, let's keep the Passover. They traveled throughout the land like Pony Express and warned everybody. We're going to keep the Passover then. In chapter 31, verses 3 and 4, they brought gifts, they brought offerings, and they brought tithes. Hezekiah put on a clinic in how to have favor and have God defeat the enemy. Wow. Then, in Chronicles, 2 Chronicles 32, the enemy boasted that they would be destroyed. Isn't that amazing? It's like that verse, stand still 
and see the salvation of God. Ephesians 6, having done all to stand. Remember, after they strapped the armor on, Paul writes in 18, of, of Ephesians 6, stand, stand, stand. After these deeds of faithfulness, Sennacherib came and said, you are toast. Epilogue. Sometimes, because my parents were so good to me, to raise me in one spirit-filled church for one family life. I grew up, Pam Hood and I were five, and when our families were in choir, they opened up the nursery, and I, I, put, a, I put a little a desk on a chair and would preach to her and my sister. My sister would bring out her accordion. My brother would bring out his sax. I couldn't get enough usher. Usher, that was gave in the adult, adult service. And uh, 65 years later, she'll post something. Ooh, I like that, Larry. I like that, Larry. I like that, Larry. I grew up with so many wonderful people. A percentage obviously disappointed me, and I'm sure I've disappointed them. But what I have observed is, wait, say this with me right now. The enemy boasted they'd be toasted not so fast the Lord God defeated the enemy. Here's what I want to say. And I know some of you that grew up in the house, I'm sure, Pastor Mike, many of you, you've heard, you've heard close friends say, I feel like I've done a lot for the Lord. I don't know why this is happening to me. Anyone you know ever felt that way? The psalmist did. I think it's in 71. Look how good other people have it. He said, until I went into the sanctuary of the Lord. Loved ones, the Christian life, the spirit-filled Christian life is to be lived one day at a time. Because Jesus said, give us this month. No. Give us this day. Day. Are there not 12 hours in a day? He said, give us this day. All of those things, our bread, his presence, the ability to forgive and let go. Lord, come into your house. Wash me and I shall be clean. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with the word, music, and worship. Amen.